0: Listener production. Good morning sports fans, Liam Flanagan here and this is The Scorecard, your daily fast fun hit of sport. Look, there is plenty of footy news to get stuck into but first, the summer of tennis has finally reached its completion and if you haven't heard, the two players who were crowned Australian Open champions over the weekend won't come as a big surprise. Make it nine for Novak, a flawless display in the final. Flawless is right. Novak Djokovic decimated Russian opponent Daniil Medvedev in straight sets on his way to a record ninth Australian Open title last night. And while for many Aussies, Djokovic was the last person they wanted to see holding the trophy up, vanquished foe Daniel Medvedev shone a light on the men's world number one in his post-match speech that most of us don't get to see. Just to tell you a small story, guys. First, I practiced with Novak when I was, uh, I think, like 500 in the world or 600 in the world in Monaco. And so he was already number one, won uh, just won Wimbledon. And I thought, OK, he's not going to speak to me or something because uh, the guy was a god for me. And I came there and uh, because I was shy, so I didn't speak, so he was asking me questions, talking to me like a friend. I was really surprised, and it never changed uh, since I was 600 in the world, or 4 in the world. You're a great sport, great person, so congrats to you. Makes it pretty hard to hate the bloke. That title is Djokovic's 18th Grand Slam, leaving him just two behind both Roger Federer and Rafael Nadal for most Grand Slam victories in men's tennis. Meanwhile, in the women's final, Naomi Osaka claimed her fourth Grand Slam after she was victorious in Saturday night's final over American Jennifer Brady. So, with a big old trophy and some prize money in her pocket... No doubt Osaka hit the town on Saturday night after the win. The biggest thing I wanted to do was go to sleep, so I took a two-hour nap after I won. Hmm. Okay, well, can you at least give us some quote about your future that'll make us all feel warm and fuzzy? Hopefully I play long enough to play a girl that said that I was once her favourite player or something. For me, I think that's the coolest thing that could ever happen to me. I think... I have those feelings of, you know, watching my favourite players. Unfortunately I didn't get to play Lee Na, but um, I I just think that that's how the sport moves forward. That'll do it. Eight years ago, Buddy Franklin shocked the AFL world. We're here with the Sydney Swans' newest recruit, Lance Franklin. Buddy, how do you feel to finally be a Swan? It's an unbelievable experience to uh, get the opportunity to play with the Swans. A nine-year, $10 million deal was the biggest in the history of the game. And almost as significantly, saw the game's biggest name at the time move from the AFL heartland Melbourne to the rugby league obsessed Sydney. Felt like a once in a lifetime occurrence. Surely it couldn't happen again. Martin to put pressure. Still with Martin. Can he kick a fourth? No. Oh, he has. What Buddy Franklin was to the game in 2013, Dustin Martin is that and maybe more in 2021. The 29-year-old has played 244 games for the Richmond Tigers, won three premierships, a record three Norm Smith medals, and according to his manager, Ralph Carr, Dusty bloody loves the Harbour City. The winner is Sydney, Speaking to the Daily Telegraph over the weekend, Carr said that 29-year-old Martin, who's previously lived in Sydney's southwest, loves Sydney and loves rugby league. And in a fun bit of synergy, his contract with the Tigers runs out at the same time The Buddy's mega deal with the Swans is up. So could Dusty pull a Buddy and spend his twilight years in Sydney? He'll be 31 when his current contract runs out, but Carr told the Telegraph that Dusty could play till he's 36 or 38 and become Australia's version of a certain American icon. Lombardi trophy won by Tom Brady, is first as a Buccaneer. And while Dusty contemplates a future move to Sydney, the AFL has been forced to consider its future in Tasmania. Gil McLaughlin explaining to the Premier of Tasmania they can't issue the clubs a 19th licence to Tasmania at the moment. The competition's cash reserves are depleted. They've had a $600 million revenue loss over the last year due to COVID. The AFL did agree, though, to conduct an independent review of whether Tasmania should get a team, and that'll take, according to the AFL, about 12 months. Tom Brown for Channel 7 there, but in summation, Tassie has been asking for its own team for donkey's years. Meanwhile, the AFL doesn't have much cash at the moment, and it doesn't reckon it can make much money setting up a team in Tassie. So the Premier of the Apple Isle is pierced. But despite the fact his team pockets cash for playing games in Launceston each season, Hawthorne coach Alastair Clarkson would love to see Tassie get their own team. And he thinks the AFL should even go a step further. That's right, it's bigger. Clarko doesn't just want Tasmania to get a new team. He wants the Northern Territory to have its own team as well. Clarko thinks that a 20-team competition where every team plays each other once, plus a blockbuster round where each team plays a big rival, Bob's your uncle, you've got a 20 round season. We're going bigger, like so much bigger. People talk about the price of fame that athletes have to pay, but now we know the price of immortality. My day, babe. I wanna live forever. The Courier Mail has revealed that if the Brisbane Broncos or Gold Coast Titans plan on signing Cam Smith at any stage this season, the NRL will not sign off on any deal worth less than half a million dollars for the 430 game legend. Both clubs reportedly have the necessary cap space and list position vacant to accommodate Smith, but the NRL wants to make sure neither club thinks they can score the future Mortal on the cheap. And speaking of dollar amounts... Dragon star Corey Norman has been suspended by the NRL following his involvement in a fight at Cronulla last month. Norman will miss one game and has been fined $20,000 after bringing the game into disrepute. The Dragons and Norman have until Friday this week to challenge the decision from the NRL. And given the circumstances of the fight in which Norman and friend James Seguiero claim to have been racially abused, I think like Nathan Lyon bowling on a Day 5 pitch, you can expect to see an appeal. (laughs) And before we go, don't forget the Australia-New Zealand T20 series kicks off this afternoon with the first of the five-match series being played in Christchurch. I'd be keeping an eye out for Aussie captain Aaron Finch who might be looking to make a point after being overlooked in last week's IPL player auction. That is your fast fun hit of sport for Monday the 22nd of February. I'm Liam Flanagan. See you tomorrow on the Scorecard. Listener.